makes us proud uh, in our country to have a place like this that we can call home and we can go to and feel the presence of God. It's, it's one thing to have a place, it's yet another to have God in the place. Uh, it's one thing to worship the Lord, yet another to have God come down and accept your worship. And we have recognized that God is in this place. Absolutely. The Spirit of God is right here. And God has said, we do not know exactly what God has done among the people. We may get results some days after, even some months, even some years. And what God has done, the hearts we don't know. And we want to give God the glory and honor. Thank you so, so much, Reverend Ophir. And uh, what you did on uh, Friday was so great. And uh, they talked about the gates uh, that we have to close. We have to have them closed so that we can have God in our lives. So that we can have God moving in. Uh, without closing those doors, you cannot have God come in. Uh, God doesn't come in an unclean place. God is holy. And he wants to dwell in the holy place. And that's the reason why when we come to church, after some time, we'll see the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So that the Holy Ghost in us can work and help us and access the Holy God. Praise the name of Jesus. We appreciate God for what was done I, uh, on a Friday. A lot to say, but we have so many brothers that would like to, uh, to say something here. And I thought that was quite, quite good. And uh, when we, uh, we came to, uh, to Saturday, my thought was wonderful. The service was climbing uh, from ladder to ladder. From glory to glory, uh, God was helping us. And I believe as we conclude, we will be high up there. Praise the name of Jesus. And yesterday, uh, something, brother, you were talking about that was great. Uh, the clean animals, the animals, the all animals, but now the clean and the unclean. Clean and unclean. And we found out. I went back and read again in Leviticus, chapter 11. And uh, I found out that uh, there were those that were chewing the cats, that uh, they are not half food. Uh, probably. And when you look at verse 3, 
It says, whatsoever uh, patches the hoof and is cloven foot and chews the car among the beasts shall ye eat. But both uh, chewing the car and uh, and dividing the hoof. Now, when you look at verse number four, it says, Nevertheless, these shall ye not eat of them that chew the cud, or of them that divide the hoof as the camel, uh, because he cheweth the cud, but divides not the hoof is unclean unto but that's the divide now that's you look at which is the clean one that we're supposed to eat the, look at verse 5 it says and the cornean because he chews the car but the father is not the hoof he is unclean unto you. And the hair, because he chews the cut, but divided not the hoof, is unclean and cheap. Now look at number seven. A very great, yeah. This one is very common. And the swine, though he divides the hoof, and the Big loving footed, and it is yet Jewess not the car it is unclean to you. So a clean animal they must be must bear two chewing the car and body the book. If one that is not acceptable. Where they are chewing the card, you have the, uh, you remember the scriptures, you can quote them, you can, uh, you can revise back to lessons of 20 years ago, but you are not dividing the hoof. That means, between evil from the good. So, as God's people, we have to have both. We have to chew the cut. We have to bring it remembrance of the things that we have been taught and have them implemented in our lives. Then we are now having our senses exercised. Now the Bible tells us I think, uh, what is it in, in Hebrews or what scripture is that? Chapter 5. Uh, if you can look at chapter 5 here. And uh, verse number 14. Uh, Hebrews 5 and verse number 14. I'm your brother, Bogus, running before you. And I come from Tororo. And I'm happy to be here in this meeting. 
Et le cinquième partie, but strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. Full age. Full age. They have been chewing the car. They have been chewing the car. And I go on to say, it is still the developers, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Good and evil. This what was Reverend Pio, you are on. We, we have to have where we exercise our senses. We know this is the evil place. We don't need to go to it. We know this is an evil practice. We don't need to get involved. We know this is an evil uh, way. And so we don't need to fight. We have our senses exercised. We have been chewing that time. We have been remembering the words of God. And so the word of God tells us where to go. Is the law uh, ability uh, to to choose right and uh, choose good and live evil? Senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, may God help us. May God assist us. There's another scripture here in, uh, in Acts chapter 17. Uh, Acts chapter 17. And uh, I think verse 11. Acts 17. Uh, it says uh, these are the people that were in uh, Berea. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with readiness, right, of mind. So when you receive the word with the readiness of the mind, it will lead you into a certain way, into a certain action. Right, you, you, you are able to judge one, you have that ability uh, to judge right and uh, to discern both good and evil. And such the scriptures daily. They chew the card. They search scriptures daily. Uh, the lesson, the scriptures that have been given today on Sunday, Friday, Saturday, I go back. And I search, and they speak to me, and I ask, what can I do? How will I move on? They search, because there has been a redness of mind, and they are listening. It's one thing to, to hear, another thing to listen. Some people can hear noise, can hear the scriptures, they can hear the, the sentence, 
but they lack the ability to listen. Where is the Lord? And uh, it says, whether those things were so, you find out uh, whether those things are so. Now, if they are, then you as a child of God, what shall you do? Yeah, you, you, you implement them. Uh, you take them. Uh, you possess them. Uh, you receive them. And the scripture says, receive the imperfect word of God. And if you receive them, and then they become part of you. Now, if they're part of you, then, then you utilize them. And you act like they are acting, they are telling you to act. My God, may God help us. And you know, the, the work of the church and the work of the ministry, and that's what we're getting here, is that the ministry should ensure that the children of God, they both chew the card and they divide the hoof. They are able to remember. They are able to decide. They are able to choose. Shut up, grown up. We are able to tell this is not right. This is wrong. This is not the way. This is the way. That's the work of the ministry. That's the work of the church. That's the work of a man of God. Saints of God must come to a level when they have both the ability to discern and the ability to remember, ability to implement what was taught. And you can't implement what you do not remember, what you do not know. You have to remember, you have to know, then you go ahead and implement. And that's what the Lord of Jesus Christ is doing. And yes, today, it may be small, it may be not recognized, but along the way, God is working. God is doing something. God is building. God is setting the people alight. And sooner or later, you will find out that there is a greater move of God in the earth. And it's going to move and usher the saints of God in the kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. May God have this was, as somebody said, uh, uh, even if we stopped on Friday, that was good. Even if we stopped on Saturday, that was good. Even if we just backed up and went to home, that was good. We had what we need. We had what we like, what to do here. Oh, hallelujah. May God help us. May God assist us. And uh, I, I like what uh, Brother Dura, you, you did. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Indeed, the work. You remember, I think in the book of Nehemiah, uh, when, when, when Ezra, chapter 8 here, uh, Nehemiah chapter 8, and the verse, verse uh, uh, 5, uh, I hope you'll find the book of Nehemiah. It's before Ezra. Before 
the book of Esther, Psalms, go back. Now, verse 5. It says that Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. I like to remember your day yesterday. Opening the book in the sight of all the people. And uh, everybody was listening. And uh, it, it goes on to say, For he was above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. And Ezra blessed the Lord. The great God and all the people answered, Amen. 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 Lifting up their hearts and they bowed their heads and worshiped God with their faces to the ground. And verse 7 and Joshua and Benin, all these people, uh, it, uh, and the letters the people to understand the law and the people stood to their place because this is what we're doing yesterday, picking from Friday Saturday and causing the people to understand some have not understood but they had to cause them to understand when they understood they wept they wept they rejoiced you see, before you understand anything, it may not <laughs> cause you to act. Yeah, or if you act, may act wrong. Uh, so if you have understood something, then you will act. And when you act, you act the right. And so this is what's happening here. And uh, it's, uh, so they, they read in the book, verse 8, in the law of God distinctly. And gave sense, like Brother Lord, giving sense, sense. Brother Psalm might have not understood Father or the, the, the pain, but he gave sense, absolutely. And in giving sense, so our minds were rearranged. Now, now we got organized. Now it led us into a certain action. And that's why we prayed. And that's why we repented. And we saw God helping us and touching us in a special way, moving us to a greater level. Praise the name of Jesus. And so uh, they read in the book, in the law of God, it is complete. And it gave sense and caused them to understand the faith. That's our job. That's our job. If we are the church and the law has been read, there must be somebody there that will stand up and cause the person to understand. Because not all may understand, but they, that's why those elders are on either side of uh, Ezra, what was their aim? Was not just to be seen. They were not just to, to beautify the place. They were there taking in everything attentively. So that they may help the people. Our job is to help the people to understand the law. And when they understand the law, then the action will be right. They'll take the right direction. Don't change their mind. They'll get organized. But the work of an elder 
That's the work of a man of God. When another man of God is given the law, he is there. Texting it. Texting it. And after that, when it stands up, he will cause the people to understand. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. The money you paid to move from Nairobi and coming right here is not in vain. You did the Lord's work. You did the Lord's job. The job was well done. And I'm sure we are going to bear fruits. I'm sure we'll bear the punishment. You can say some 100, some 60, and some 30. Praise the name of the Lord. I thought that was wonderful. I thought that was great. Oh, hallelujah. And uh, here in Matthew 13, after you have understood Matthew 13 and verse number 23, if you can uh, uh, go with me there, uh, chapter 13 of Matthew. And I say, Brother Brother, quoted that too. Chapter 13 of Matthew, and uh, in the first, I want just particularly first, uh, because the camp here, verse 19, but verse 23. But he that received seed into the good ground. There's a need for the ground to be prepared. That's why we appreciate the birth. Those beautiful songs. You don't know what they do to our hearts. They prepare us. The ground it gets good. They plow. And they prepare the ground. So that when the seed is sown, like it was sown on Friday, sown on Saturday, they will bear fruit. So this could get out of us here. Uh, in verse 13, 23 rather. But he that received the seed in the good ground. Is the ear that he uh, hears the word and understands it not uh, it, uh, which also bears fruit and brings forth some and a hundred and some thirty. Sixty and thirty. When they understand, they bear fruit. If, if, if we don't understand, it will be hard. We can't bear fruit. You find the old man all. All day long. Because he has not understood. It was great. Appreciate what was done here. God help us. God help us. You know, men of God, what they're doing, the scripture tells us the kingdom of God suffers violence. Violence, rebellion, a lot of attacks. But then, they that take it, take it with violence. And, and that's what was being done. Right? It may look tough, but you have to get it that way so that we push back uh, the, 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 the powers of darkness. And so that we help uh, to deliver God's people. And when they are delivered, then they will work around. 
Just look, if all of us understood, okay, this place would be different. Beyond us. It's nice. But if all I understood, I appreciate what's being done. Appreciate the, the, the support. But if all of us understood, we'll do more than this. We'll have something better than this. This is our desire, this is our drive. This is all that we need to work for. We are here to work for the Lord. And that's why the Lord Jesus knew his course. Why he came. He said, For this case, God came out to the world. And we know why we came here. Not because we are intelligent, but the grace of God touched us one day. And it helped us to understand why we are here. Let's do more. We have done well. Let's do more. So that we appreciate you. Thank you. Let's do more. Let's do more. Next time we come, we'll have something better than what we see. This is beautiful. But we shall have something better. Because somebody is doing more. They are understanding. They are not in, oh, oh, holding their hands. They are not in laying down the tools. But, but, but they are beginning to work. And work. I thought they are starting today. Oh my God, may help us. Uh, we, we may do this great job. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. May God help us. May the Almighty God assist us. May God help us. You know what was being done yesterday, the other day, was we're being removed from the powers of darkness into the power, into the light of the glory of God. And I think uh, Peter said here something in First Peter chapter uh, chapter two, and we all know the scriptures. First Peter chapter two and verse and uh, verse nine. Uh, it says, but ye are chosen a generation. We, we want to assume all of us are chosen a generation. Let's assume all of us. We are a chosen generation. God chose us. A royal priesthood. And in a holy nation. A peculiar people. That you should show forth the praises of him. Going back, holiness in the spirit. Show forth the praises of him that uh, uh, has called you out. Called you out of darkness. We are being called out of darkness. The simplest time is this. Uh, you, 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 you are dwelling in a certain house and you are being called move to the next house. Which, uh, which is better, uh, well furnished, uh, so nicely painted, and uh, really the design is so good. They said, come out of it. And I'm very sure all of us, we are going to be careful what we pack to move with and what we throw. And after we have moved, and uh, you look behind, you discover you have thrown in the garbage bin. A Lord has been thrown. A Lord has been removed. You said this, I can't go with it. I cannot move with this. No, this thing is too old. 
and some certain plastic plates, you throw them. I am moving in a furnished house. I'm going to a better house. So you don't carry a fellow back if that is your house. No, you leave others. You throw away. Some even live in the house. They just, just leave it there. They clean the bath, they clean everything, and then you pack them and move. And move. Because they have been called to move to a better house. And this is what we have today. We are called to move to a better house. All right. All right. Be called out of darkness into the light. We will not move with the things of the dark. We leave them there. And that's what we are struggling to put up for You leave them there. You don't move with them. They may be convenient to you. They may be nice, but we leave them because they are not fit to be in the next house. Some of us here already, and uh, we have moved from house to house. But we look behind, and Lord, we could leave. There are certainly clothes, but remember that we, we just saw. Some, some papers. You go check your house. You find papers, new vision of 2011. Everything is there. So say, this is now not relevant. This one cannot work for me in that house. This one is not in fit. And sometimes we even order for new furniture. Because this one cannot fit there. If we can do that on the natural, how about on the spiritual side? How about on the spiritual side? Are you so careful? That you are not get concerned about the natural and the spiritual, which is better? Is it the spiritual or the natural? Which is better? Is it darkness or light? May God help us. May God help us. May God help us. You will find this out. I know some of you might move next month to a new house or a new location. You are not going to carry all those old suspects. There are certain securities you have kept in the kitchen. You will throw them away. And they say, this one cannot go there. And uh, so your neighbors see you arriving. Good things. They are empty. Good things. Clean. That's where they come from. You need to go and find out where they came from. You will be amazed. How filthy the place was. My God. God delivered us. When we stop feeling, He moved us all. Here we are. May God help us. May God help us. This is a nice lesson to take a hold. What we receive here. May God help us. You have this conversation. What can you do? Like they ask the disciples. I think the disciples ask. Uh, what must we do And uh, in this situation, what can I do? What must I do? Then I say, believe God and be baptized. And I want to say this. Love God. Love God. Love God. Love God. And I want just to have some sense few scriptures here before I, I, I move uh, to explain something here. 
four ways that we can show that we love God. Quickly, number one. What does it mean? It means to keep his commandments. Keep his commandments. This is what was this. Friday, Saturday. If people kept the commandments, we'll have it easier. It will be easy. Keep his command. Jesus said, I know we 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 have learned here, scripture tells us in Ephesians that nobody will be saved through works. It's true. Because salvation is by grace alone. And it's through faith. And that is in the Christ alone. With all that, Jesus still said, if you love me, in John. 14. So what did Jesus say? Right? He knows very well salvation is the grace alone and through, uh, through faith in Christ alone that it still says if you love me. Verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love the Lord, keep the commandments. So it goes on further here. In 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. And uh, still the, uh, it's been said here. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3. It says... For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. This is said the love of God that we keep his commandments. It's not grievous. Previous men of God, as you speak, it looks to them as the previous, but it is not the commandment. Trust all our hearts to God because we love God. And here, the challenge keep His commandments. We know. Law keeping won't save us. Law keeping. Because it's by grace. Remember that. But it is the proper response to salvation. Law keeping is the proper response to salvation. If I'm saved, to show that I'm saved, I keep his commandments. I love the Lord. Right? 
Now, keeping the law is the proper response to salvation of sin. It is a visible demonstration that we love God. I can tell that you love God. The visible demonstration in some of the senses we can see they love God because there's visible demonstration. Praise the Lord. And uh, Good works is the result of and not the cause of salvation is the result. By good do good works, the result of salvation to them that continuous in well doing. Seek honor, seek glory, seek immortality, eternal life. Right? So, it's not the cause, but the result. Keeping his commandments, I say it is a feasible. Demonstration of our loving God. And I'm sure God is pleased because the Bible tells us here if you can turn uh, to First John chapter 3, where we are, we think we're First John, now chapter 3. God is pleased when we keep His law, when we keep His moral precepts, when we keep His commandments, when we refrain from sin. We all know. Sin is the transgression of the law. When we keep, we refrain ourselves. That's why. You look at the lesson yesterday. When, when, when you understand, you'll act right, you'll think right, you'll work right. So, first John chapter 3, verse 4. For whosoever committed sin transgresses the also the law. For sin is the transgression of the law. It's true. Like Brother was saying, I said, we, we have witnesses, we can make mistakes. We, 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 we do make them. Uh, uh, we, we, we are not sinless. We may never be sinless. But if we lessen, reduce on our mistakes and our sins, we work on them. Thank you. We love. That shows we love God. If I work on my mistakes, I'm telling everybody I love God. And God is a witness. He sees what you are doing. He sees you have changed. He sees you are making 
everything possible to alright your effort is doubled so that you may please him God is happy Amen. Amen. So if we see us, we show our love for God. Saints of God, let's understand this. Whatever we do that is not right, we are telling the Almighty we don't love you. God, I know you created me, you have given the breath. I moved from Tororo to Mdoti here, uh, heresy, uh, but I am not loving God because of my sin. God help us. Number two. The first one we said we must keep this commandment. The second one, we love God by believing Him. We love Him by believing His word and trusting in His care. What troubles humans today is care. That's how they struggle that way, they fight that way. They don't trust in God's care. They don't trust that God can provide. They need to get God off first. And so go and find it out myself then. And then I'll come back at 10 years later. Then that's all we used to say. Some trust. I think it's in it. I think it's also in Psalms 20. Some trust in chariots. Some in horses. They don't trust in God. But uh, David says, we will remember the name of the Lord. Psalms 20. Praise the Lord. Uh, let me open it here. Uh, quickly, Psalms 20. Shouting. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in me. Uh, my God. Uh, it, it says here in verse, uh, verse 7 of, uh, of Psalms 20. Uh, Psalms 20 says, uh, verse 7, some trust uh, in chariots. Some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. We will remember the name of the Lord. Remember. That's why the chewing of the car is necessary. So that we can remember the name of the Lord. And we stop trusting in our church. We on horses. We, we can trust the friends so much. We can trust the doctors so much. We can trust the medicine so much. We can trust the origin so much. We can trust the people so much. Not that this 
Don't say it's about that. I go to the doctor. And uh, I move with some medicine. That doesn't mean that I don't trust God. I trust him. Check my bag up there. You can still find some tablets there. Praise the Lord. But uh, it's good to remember the Lord. Don't even trust your education. It's good to be educated. Go as higher as you can. But remember the Lord. You come back and serve the Lord. You come back and invest in the Lord. Come back and invest in the church. Go as far you can. The pastor will allow you to go get doctorate. But come back and submit to the Lord and serve the church, serve the ministry. And others trust in the humans. And they, they that means they, they don't love God enough. Please, we should love God enough to trust Him. Love God enough to trust Him. David was a man that trusted in God. If you come to Psalms 27, here, uh, chapter 27, I want to go very fast. I don't want to uh, really hold my, my brothers behind. They have what I want to hear. Uh, here is the first one. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Uh, it says, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It says, when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat me up, to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Why? Because it was the living God. He had his confidence in the Lord. He knew the Lord is the light. He is in defense. He says, though other hosts should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though walls should rise against me, in this will I be confident that I love the Lord and I trust in Him. I don't care what war, what battle, but I depend on God. Come on, I trust in Him. Let walls go. But I trust in the Lord. He will help me. I have this confidence. Child of God, you must be confident of whom you have believed. God is a great God. God is almighty. God is the creator of heaven and earth. He owns this earth. There is no saying this earth where you are. is just in the footstool. That you love so much and he takes you away from the church. That is just in the footstool. And the heavens is in throne. May God help us. May God help us. May God help us. It says here, 
am I in verse 4, verse 3? Verse 4 now. One thing I have desired and of, of the Lord, and that will I that will I seek after. I don't know what you are seeking after, but David is saying something here, he will seek after. He said that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. All the days of my life since the Lord brought you to church. Dwell in the house of God all the days of your life. Don't take a move. Dwell in the house of God. The Lord brought you here. I saw the scripture. You were chosen. He brought us from darkness unto light. So let's dwell in the house of the Lord. This is the house of God. The pillar and the ground of truth. Let's be here. It may be hard. It may be uncomfortable. Let's be here. Let's dwell. Let's dwell in the house of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. Let's talk about the name of the Lord. Let's dwell in the house of the Lord. You may not like it, but be here. This is the house of the Lord. This is the house of the Lord. Let's dwell here. You may not like what is going on, but this is the house of the Lord. Let's be here. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, just out of me. So that's the love of me. But this is the house of the Lord.
in the secret of his tabernacle. Shall he hide me? He shall set me up upon the rock. And glory and founded upon the rock. Jesus, the chief cornerstone. He says, and now shall my head be lifted up. Don't be embarrassed to lift up your head. Those welcome in your office, they are nothing. Don't hide your salvation. Don't hide. Are you going to show up when you're in the church? Tell them, I am a child of God. Tell them, I want to go in the bar because it is protecting me as true as foolishness. Give me foolishness. Don't hide. And, uh, you just say, I'm not a fan of beer. I'm not a fan. Tell them, I'm a child of God. I'm saved. God is not a fan of beer. What makes you not a fan of beer? Tell us. And then we shall understand. And we shall not bring it to you. He says, I'll lift up my head uh, above my enemies, round above me. Therefore, will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. This one, there's joy here, singing here, and dancing. I will sing. I will sing unto the Lord. Yeah, I will sing in the praises unto the Lord. I sing. And I believe the praises will come here. Not for the world of praises. Not for the world of music. Not for the world of activity. We have sung the praises of the Lord. Praise the Lord. He says, Hear my cry. Uh, when I hear, when I cry with my voice, and have mercy upon me, and answer me, God will answer. Yet in Psalms 23, another uh, scripture I want you to say, I'm talking about it. We, we need to stop trusting everything this world. We need to stop, stop that. We need to trust in God. Like a devil. Debbie, it doesn't mean that it is like all those things. But number one, he trusted in God. He uh, says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You are satisfied when you are in the house of the Lord. So if the Lord is my shepherd, why will I go there? Why will I go there? Why will I enjoy the music? Oh, the Lord is my shepherd. Oh my God. It says, He maketh me lie down in the green pasture. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness 
for his name's sake. Trust in him. Then through God, to be faithful God to guide you. I know you have many troubles, a lot of challenges, but he will lead you, he will guide you. Yeah, though I walk in the, through the, the, the valley of the shadow of death, some problems, some conditions, they really fix you until you are nigh death. But it says, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. David knew that. He said, No Lord is with me. Because he said, I will. We need to believe God. When he said, I will be with you unto the end, then I will have in my mind, the Lord is with me. Though hell rises against me. I will not sit. God may surround you all. Face with all challenges. But remember the Lord is close. I will never leave you alone. I will be with you. Amen. It says, Thou prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with the oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days. Oh, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Where will you go forever? I'll choose the house of the Lord. You choose whatever you want, whether you choose the market, or whether you choose the Lord. If you choose what? Why not you dwell in the house of the Lord? If you I dwell in the house of the Lord. You just go there to find and come back. I own the house of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. God, and let me just look at number three because I've spent a lot of time here. And, uh, and number three, we are talking about, we have said, uh, it means you you love God, I mean, you believe in God, His word, and trust me, number three, loving God means proper ordering of your priorities. How are you honored? What comes first? What comes first? We fail in the children. We fail in the children. We honor our priorities in God. What should be last comes first. What should be first comes second. We do not hear. We don't know how to children come. And we don't know. We are not 
And uh, the first ten commandments, rather, the first of the ten commandments, there were ten, isn't it? That were given to, to, to Moses. The first one, you know it, in Exodus 20, I think. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. So the first of the Ten Commandments says, Make it the Lord your top priority. Make it the Lord your top priority. That's the first. That's why they put it first. In Jesus' in the ministry, uh, when he was now teaching, preaching, he said, uh, Seek ye first. The kingdom of the Lord. Any seeking uh, for the kingdom and his righteousness. And, uh, and uh, these that you put first, he said it should come next. Ask your brother who's what is first in your heart. Don't ask them. They can go. Leave them alone. Let's, we just need to go back and reorganize ourselves. And say, what am I going to put first? And what will be next? So, uh, you'll find that next on us 2, 26. I mean, chapter 2, verse 2 to 6. Now, uh, 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 again, I do not think I need to read the scripture here. Yeah, in Exodus, uh, let's just read the scripture. Uh, in Exodus and uh, chapter 20, I prefer reading uh, from Bible. Chapter 20, I think I'm there. And uh, we, we said verse 6, verse 1 to 6. And uh, if you have read, uh, thou shalt, is it Exodus uh, chapter uh, verse 2 it says I'm the Lord thy God which I brought thee out of the land of Egypt out of the house of bondage we are all in bondage thou shalt have no other gods be before me thou shalt not make any uh, uh, unto thee any graven image we, we, we say the image the idol can be can be my money the idol can be my job. The idol can be. Pardon? It can be parents. Your parents can be idols. Children can be idols. Alright? They can be. They, they can be. Jesus said, I mean, the, the Lord says, Thou shalt not have idols before thee. Now look at verse 5. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a generous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children of the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. God is a jealous God. He is saying so. But the jealousness of God is righteous. The jealousy of God is righteous. He knows, God knows that if we uh, if we love things 
we love him, it will destroy us. Sure. If we love God, I mean things, or any, it says any person, more than God, it will destroy us. And many people have been destroyed because of that. It's very destructive. It's dangerous. Amen. So, loving God has to be our first priority for our good. And we don't put our hands on the plow and then you look back, look back, successfully. Don't look back. We look back because of pressure. We look back because of discouragement. But despite the cost, it is costly. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow the Lord. And the story goes on and on. I cannot continue. But the first one I just want to briefly tell you, we love God by being committed to serving I will not explain this. You go search the scriptures and you will find that out. May God bless you.